0: Well, why don't you open a bagel shop? You're a Jew, last time I checked.
1: Bagel shop. Oh, what am I not allowed to say? that? There. bagel, bagel shop, hard work, don't know hot here. You know, you know how hard work that is?
0: I, I know, and I, I don't know what the margins are. I don't either. They might be very small, That's it's all said and done, right?
1: as the bagel's kicking ass, they're opening up all kinds of different locations. They got one down in Nats Park. They really? Can, they just opened another one uh, in, in Falls Grove. So
0: Why is there not one here? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know the ins and outs of Again. Big Bagel as a Jew. <laughs> we don't have meetings <laughs> to discussed <laughs> what do we do about the bagel business? You're Maybe. not you're not bagel curious at least? Uh, this is your people's very, you know, wheelhouse. Yeah, but
1: I don't, you know, I don't have any trouble finding bagels. I have bagel places near me. <laughs> uh, when I need a bagel I can find one. It's just that, you know,
0: Okay, well, whatever you say then. All right, boys, before we get going today, first of all, Galdi, you look spectacular, fit, lean, healthy. Thank you, Zabin. And you have shaved (laughs) your head. I love it. Down to the nub. I love it. That's such an insult. I know. You've never liked that, but it is. Such great hair, and you just. It's an insult to us, bald. Why? To the bald, Why? because we'd love to have Galdi's hair. And if we did, we'd have it all flowed up and styled and product in it. Would you, though? Would you dashing. have it long? Would you have Although, it? Although, is yours receding? Am I seeing some yeah, recession? No.
2: It's not receding, but I do have some gray. I do have to say that.
0: Uh, it's so. a little widow's
1: there. I think it's a widow's feet. You think mix- so? I've, yeah. had that.
2: I've had that for a while. You've so, had that? Know. Okay.
0: Yeah. Have you been mapping the outline <laughs> of your <laughs> hairline? I should. I've got a chalk outline. There's <laughs> but...
1: no recession. I just think it's just. Generally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, Andy, you just finished Breaking Bad. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. A little late to the party, but yes. I was late, too. I didn't start watching it until the series was over. Mm -hmm. And people were like, you got to watch, you got to watch. And it became such a joke, Galdi, that even Family Guy had a meme where, you must watch Breaking (laughs) Bad. It's the greatest show ever.
1: Well, I'm part of the Netflix watching. So people who watched it the first time around on AMC had commercials, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that. I can't imagine watching Breaking Bad, Galdi, with a commercial break. Interrupting the intense hour long joy ride every episode. Forty five minutes. And then I can't imagine having to wait a fucking week for I the know. next one. Do you know how
2: I watched Breaking Bad? As it ended. I heard about it. I the, A- AMC re-ran every episode. I recorded every episode, all 60-plus <laughs> episodes, and we watched it that way. So you yeah, had zip
1: through the commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I
2: didn't watch the commercials, but I but through the zip commercials. you zipped through them. See, I don't okay. have to
1: bother. And then you don't even have to load the next episode. Yeah. It just goes automatically. <laughs> automatically, exactly. Yeah. But
2: who watches live TV anymore anyway? Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? sports. Sports fans. That's, That's why, why yeah. rights fees mm. are through But even that, roof. don't you watch it on DVR, like, late, like, delayed? Like, no, start it late.
1: You're young. I don't do that that all the time. Never.
0: Because I always have another TV in the house with the same game on that is not delayed and then I walk into that room and it's like oh shit. (laughs) You know Utah just hit a big basket or something like that. So ask the question to Andy that you asked off the air and I screamed at you guys don't (laughs) waste this off the air. Go ahead.
2: Well I know you were a massive fan of the Sopranos so Mm -hmm. to me the obvious question is does Breaking Bad prove better than The Sopranos?
1: It doesn't because you have to suspend belief too much on Breaking Bad. And The Sopranos, just about everything that happens in there could happen. Uh, the fact that he was able to conceal from his wife and his DEA brother-in-law for what four seasons <laughs> that he was making meth, Hank,
0: <laughs> Hank, yeah, Andy, I think you're wrong on that. Uh, no, and, and I think that was entirely plausible. There are people that have a whole second family.
1: That's true. Uh, there was a guy who did a—Charles Kuralt was a correspondent for CBS, and he did right. a feature called On the Road. Yes. And when he died, they found out that he had another family on the road, road. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it could happen. But okay, well, have I? Can I give away the last episode? Yeah, or,
0: yeah Trust I mean, me, we're little, way beyond spoilers it's, 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 it's at this almost point. Almost ten years.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> The fact that he hits the remote control on his car key to open up the trunk of the Cadillac and kill everybody, and he and the other guy are the only guys to get down
0: on the floor. He and, had planned it out though. Uh, he, in his mind, he knew uh, yeah. that he was going to tackle Jesse. And then duck the bullets and, you know, see how it works out. Okay. It just worked out. I'll grant you, that was one of the bigger stretches in the, in the uh, series. Okay. Stealing the meth from the train yep. was a huge stretch. Yes. The, the
2: last season does get a little implausible with right. Jesse getting captured by Nazis. I mean, it does become
0: a little outrageous. But never out of the bounds of this is stupid. No, no. If it got stupid, stupid. you'd be like, This is dumb. I don't believe this. But but Tony just,
1: you know, rubs people out, beats them up, you know, it just it there there aren't things that happen in there that you could never conceive of them happening. Well, true.
0: But here here's why I don't compare Breaking Bad to Sopranos. They're different products. Yes. They don't even belong to be compared, I don't think. Well they're both in the pantheon galley of my television shows of all but
2: time. they are part of this very interesting trend over the last twenty years of television shows in which a bad guy is the good guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's become yes. the thing. And the Sopranos kinda Anti-hero. started that. Great point. Yes. But like Breaking Bad has that, Better Call Soul has that. Americans, if you watch that on FX mm-hmm. had that. I love that. A l- a great show. A lot of shows have How's that. What's Kerry where-
0: Russell doing these days? Oh. Fabulous. She's so fine. She's tremendous. (laughs) All right. Well, good. So I would say Breaking Bad is in my pantheon of TV shows. My pantheon of TV shows are Seinfeld, Breaking Bad, Sopranos, uh, Deadwood... And I would put uh, The Office in there as
1: well. I haven't seen Deadwood.
0: Oh, and Family Guy. There's my Pantheon-level television good, shows. But- what is your Pantheon level? And don't ask, what does Pantheon mean? It's supposed to be vague. <laughs> that's why I'm calling it Pantheon. <laughs> can be any number. Galdi, what's in your Pantheon? Yeah,
2: I think it's a good list. I mean, I would put Americans up there. Okay. I thought Americans is really great. good. And I think I'd put Better Call all up there. I mean, really? I know it's kind of related to Breaking Bad, but it's, to me, just as good. I mean, the level of detail... Nothing is, like, overlooked. Everything makes sense. Vince Everything, Gilligan, yeah. Oh, he's outstanding.
0: Yeah. yeah. I What hooked me on uh, Breaking Bad, Andy, was noticing that level of detail in every shot, such as the sound of Walter White's shitty, puke green Aztec. Mm-hmm. One of the worst cars <laughs> ever made.
1: With always always a rear wheel missing. Uh, a the, hubcap. A hubcap, yeah. right.
0: But the sound of his door slamming shut, which was like this tin, like, clank. Mm-hmm. It was hammering home. This guy is pissed. His life sucks. Yeah. He's not making any money. He's teaching high schoolers, and then you didn't find out till mid-series he had fucking missed out on a fortune because of the guy pretty early it was well okay but it was not right away you didn't know that right away you had to get the motivation for why would this guy break bad
1: yeah because he's so unbelievably smart yes what's he doing stuck in a high school classroom
0: every day he had to listen to that aztec door clank shut he's like (laughs) fuck this it got into his brain is what it did okay boys um listen we're not going to talk today about the nfl draft I know Galdi had a big set of Commanders possibles to talk about. Ah, By the way, for those that want to still listen to the best sports talk analysis in D.C. sports, it is Al Galdi's podcast. The Al Galdi podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. And Nats Chat, too. And and Nats Chat, as well. Can you spell Al Galdi, G-A-L-D-I? If you can, you can look it up. Make sure it's part of your diet rotation. Andy is on the sports capital, a.m. 630, from noon to 12 every day, mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. Well,
1: it's not noon to 12 because that's well, no, redundant. 10, Be 10, 10 to 12. 10, 10, 10 to 12. 10, 10, to, 12 most 10 to 12.
0: Thank you. 10 <laughs> to noon. And um, you care enough about the commanders, you probably have some thoughts.
1: Yeah. I I look at this and I say... What can happen to possibly get Dan Snyder out? That overrides anything, everything, anything that's happening with the football team on the field, okay. and it probably has spilled over into what they're doing in the draft and probably in free agency, which they've done what? Not, not much, not much, not much. Yeah, and I think I think it's all related to what's going on now with. Uh, the, the the messiest fight i've seen in a long yeah. time
0: now galdi i'm sure you've broken down in your podcast where they should go what they should do and thank god you have i don't have the appetite for it anymore yeah. obviously my uh, energy and focus is on the packers and my job in milwaukee But tell me, what are they going to do at 11 with no clear quarterback that you'd want to take at 11?
2: So, I think they should be open to quarterback. I don't get the sense at all that Ron is. It doesn't sound like they're going to go quarterback at 11. Just this
0: week, they go, well, we think uh, Carson Wentz is not a short-term quarterback. Yeah, Nicky Javala has that. Which which means
1: Restructure. They fe- they yeah. felt like they had they to say that.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, well, how it- about you see the movie yeah. a little bit with this guy? Well, how
1: about you watch the previews that happened in Philadelphia and Indianapolis? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an idea <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean,
2: they, uh, to me, they might be saying that just because they feel like they have to say that. The fact, Like Andy said, the fact that they can get out of this contract after one season with no dead money tells you they're kind of hedging their bet here, here a little here's bit. Here's
0: what's funny, though, is that if, if Wentz is okay, he doesn't want to stay here. He wants out. I'm yeah. convinced of and that. He's under contract, though. Uh, so. Yeah, but he, they'll say, can you please extend your deal to save us some money because it's getting really expensive? He could go, no. I, mean, I if, want out.
2: If he is good, it's a massive if. It is a good contract to have a decent quarterback on. He's making less than $30 million per year. But, of course, the if is, is he going to be good? Doesn't Why it go his up steeply? No, yeah. it doesn't. Oh, okay. So it's in that range so they of like 25 could, to 30 They could year. carry him. Yeah, and They could keep him here. They could, but... He's yeah. gotta play well. And we know how it's gone the last few
0: years. So okay. we'll see. Wizards suck. They're out of the playoffs. Nobody cares. No. They're not gonna be good any time too soon. Nationals are goddamn terrible. Yeah. But they, they had planned to be terrible, but still people are not taking it the right way. They're complaining about it. And Davey was bitching about uh the Giants. Running up yeah. the
1: score,
2: Alcides Escobar was. Yeah,
0: oh.
1: didn't he back him? He, he ba- did. Davey back. I think him. he was
2: just backing his guy. It was a terrible look. Six run
0: game yeah. in the ninth yeah. inning S- on Friday. That's it. Six S- runs. God, seven one. It wasn't fifteen 15-1.
1: See the cup score? P- over the Pirates? No. They won twenty one to nothing.
0: Yeah. Take that. Yeah. 21 Suck on that. Yeah. It, was, it was
1: already like 11 nothing. They scored eight runs in the fifth.
0: I mean, seriously. that saw It was loser behavior. Yeah. yeah. It was a really bad look. So they're going to be bad for a while, and yeah. the learners are selling the team, partly, partly because of some tax deduction thing that... Ends after 15 years. Did you know that? I didn't hear that. No. Oh, it's yeah. My 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 dad sent it to me because we were talking about why are the Nats selling the baseball team. It's because you can amortize the cost of player contracts and get a huge tax break, but only for the first 15 Ooh. years of ownership.
1: And the next contract is more than they paid for the team. And guess how
0: many years the learners have owned the team. Funny how that works. It's funny how that works. Okay. So we don't have any time for all that. Oh, and the Dwayne Haskins thing. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, two different memorials. The first one happened. His family didn't go. His mom and dad did not go. Have never met the wife. Have never met the wife and said, we felt it would be awkward meeting her in this circumstance for the first time. Uh, Then the police report came out and said that, you know, he was... Looking to go get gas. Well, he
1: called his wife and said, so I'm going to get gas. gas. She couldn't get a hold of him. She calls 911. And I, appears I, that he was crossing the highway, you know, and got hit.
0: I mean, there's no gas on the highway. Don't you have a phone to call? Nine one one. No, you or don't call nine one
1: one. But but or not nine one. Don't you have a
0: phone, AAA yeah. or a friend? Well, it's also a rental or, car. don't, or, don't you call the Uber? rental
1: company to come pick up your car because <laughs> he has to get to the airport? You think,
0: you think Avis is going to be jiffy on the spot at six a.m.? No,
1: no but well, it's nine thirty, I think. Or no, well, what time it's was it? It's like six forty. Six forty. Okay, hit. it was early. Okay, yeah. but but wouldn't the car company say, "Okay, you're out of gas. We'll come. We'll gas up the car. We'll get you to the airport." No, that-
0: no, Enterprise would say tough shit. I don't know. Enterprise would give you a voicemail. No, I mean there's your got faith. To, your faith in rental car companies. <laughs> there's got to be an emergency number.
1: Well, I, I once, I once, <laughs> rent, I once rented from Lucky Duck Rental Cars <laughs> in Dallas because I was going to be there for a week, and they got used cars, and they broke down. Two of them broke down, and they come and give you a new car.
0: Breaking down is one thing. Running out of gas mm. is another. It's odd.
2: The, the story is very odd. Crossing that highway is very strange. Oh,
0: um, yeah. There's a lot that doesn't make sense. No, It's terrible. Anyway, so no time for that. I wanted to talk to you boys about something at my shop there in Milwaukee. Ninety-seven-three, the game. There is a little bit of uncertainty now with certain day parts and hosts and you know stuff going on because you know the, the station is still trying to find its way, and they just acquired the Packers and there's a lot of jockeying andy for well can i do the post game <laughs> can i do the pre game can i do halftime you know what i'm saying you're laughing oh, all yeah. no, you know how that we works know that right? Happens. Right. Yeah. right so a couple of the you know so the young bucks that are on my show now josh my producer and billy who is helping run the board now 20, 31, and 27 years old, you know, they're struggling because things are not quite set, and there's a little bit of mixed messages, and things are sort of temporary, and it's like, well, we got a meeting to talk about this, and where am I going to be, and da-da-da-da-da. So they asked me, they go, is it like this everywhere Mm -hmm. in radio? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh my God. Do you really want to know? Do you really want to know all the shit that I have seen? Because they ca- kind of sensed that I was just like, okay, well, whatever. We'll deal with this. You know, We're here for these three hours. Let's be pros. Let's knock it out. Let's do it good. And we're going to navigate our way through it. And they were sort of like uh, amazed that I could be so calm amongst all this. It's because of the shit I have seen. And you have seen and you have seen. So where do you want to begin on the shit we have scene.
1: Well, I think uh I think the number one was the man cave, was it not?
0: The man cave was something else, but I want to go back even further in 980s history in DC to a line. I think I'm gonna get this right, but I'm not sure. Guys, go ahead, <laughs> buy the houses, <laughs> have the babies. Yes. Andy? Benedzier. Um yeah we uh
1: this is how long ago this was.
0: 1996? No,
1: it was earlier than that. I 94. Think, I think it was 94. Okay. And at that time, ESPN was only doing a Sunday morning show, and they were doing weekend nights. Tony Bruno. ESPN was,
0: Radio. Yes, ESPN Radio. Was only Radio. doing a Sunday morning show.
1: Right. Originally hosted by Mike Tarico, believe it or not. And wow. Tony Bruno was doing Saturday and Sunday nights. And so the station was struggling. And somebody came up with the idea of turning Sports Talk 570 into the team, and it was going to be nationwide, which essentially it was. At one point, we did have 35 stations, okay, and and it was going to be like a network of, of radio, but the people who were on the air... Only cared about the local stuff, and, sure. and we're talking about the Redskins and you know the bullets and and the Capitals. What and, were some
0: of the more infamous affiliates? Uh, Lake Charles, Lake Louisiana, Charles, yeah. uh, there was Lake L- Chuck, as you called it derisively. That's what uh, Tony called it. I think. <laughs> Lake
1: Chuck, Lake Chuck, and then there was a, there was one in Palm Springs, which uh, launched the career second career of Rich, the coach Gil Gallon.
0: Okay. That, that That's aside, another story. Yeah. So anyway, so things were looking up because now you're going to syndicate, mm-hmm. and there was an all staff meeting in which Bennett Zier, mm-hmm. the general manager of the station, reassured all the employees, "Hey, we're in this. It's going to be all right." Quote, "Have the bait, buy the houses. Yeah. <laughs> have the babies. <laughs> yeah. and,
1: and most of the people who work in there were like in their twenties and thirties. And you know we're prepared for a, a disaster, a collapse. But he's no, 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 no. Everything is fine. And uh, well,
0: what happened after he said buy the houses, have the babies? Well, and then
1: the then the station uh, operated like this in this awkward kind of network thing for right. a while. And then, uh, and then at the end of the year, they had a fire of just about half the staff or more. <laughs> all
0: those, all those <laughs> end sp- of the year. Yeah. Just that, you know, a couple months later. Wait, what about buy the houses, have the babies? It
1: was, it was about eight months, eight, nine months, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so there was that. I remember with our show, Galdy, I got whacked uh, a month before Christmas as my agent called me in the middle of the show. Like, out of breath. He's like, okay, listen, this is what's going on. They're going to go with Stephen A. Smith, you know. I try to talk Don Martin out of it, but, you know, they're going to they're going to pay you for the rest of the month, and uh, they kind of want you to stay on, but I'm not sure about that. And I'm in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon show with, me, yeah. with you, yeah. and I got word about that. This was
1: your Fox show? This was yeah. the Fox yeah, show, yeah, yes. Yeah. Now,
0: the reason that uh, I got whacked was not because I wasn't doing well, because there was a new shiny object in town. Or, better yet, the guy that had hired me, uh, Andrew Ashwood died from uh, pancreatic cancer. So now there's this new asshole in charge, Don Martin, who doesn't know me from anybody, right? He's in L.A., Galdi, and he's like, I'm going to put my stamp on things. Yeah. And so he ends up hiring Stephen A. Smith just because, hey, here's generic white guy I don't know, Zabe. Let me get sizzling black guy who used to be on ESPN. Now Stephen A was at the low point of his career. He had nice just fly. lost basically everything. Uh, his show, quite frankly, got canceled. He had long since stopped writing for the Philadelphia Daily News. Was what, it
1: whatever it was? Yeah. The every
0: he had everything. He was he was at the point where
1: he was like doing games and typing out his column on a his, BlackBerry. On BlackBerry. <laughs> right
0: back when Blackberries were cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So he was trying to you know, juggle all the balls, and then all the balls just came crashing down, and he was completely outed. He it's hard to believe now that he's like their biggest star and highest
0: paid. It performer. is hard to believe. Yeah. Talk about a rebound. But the bottom line is, here was an L.A. Somebody died. An L.A. guy who doesn't know me, who's, uh runs into a dude and Stephen A. Smith, who I'm sure had a great agent, who was pitching him everywhere he could and pitched him hard.
1: Well, he was a name brand, too.
0: So all that work that I put into the show, Galdi, and my hopes of building it into something – thrown right out the window you were fired on the day that obama got inaugurated as there was a purge by clear channel which had been acquired by bain capital and i remember talking to my agent going, this is fucking outrageous i need goldie he doesn't make that much money what the fuck i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm (laughs) I'm gonna put my foot down on this my agent goes listen do you really want to jump in front of this train as well it's gonna happen they're laying off a ton of people company wide I'm sorry. It is what it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I made I made like 15 grand a year. It was ridiculous. But the, the thing about radio stop, <laughs> repeat that for people. <laughs> it was like 15 to 20 grand a year. It was somewhere in there.
0: And you were on the mornings with me and Scott and Solly, morning radio, nationally syndicated. Yeah, um, Sure, you were third, fourth fourth voice or whatever, but fifteen grand, You still had to wake up early and be there for three hours a day.
2: Yeah, and I, I was working at 982, so it sounded like that was all I was making. But, no, I know. But it was kind of a ridiculous thing. But but I think what's so funny is uh, Inauguration Day for Obama, Clear Channel whacked a bunch of people. and they
0: knew everyone would be over right. here. Inauguration day. day
2: for Trump Red Zebra Mm -hmm. whacked a bunch of people.
0: It was the day
1: before, but yeah. It
2: was the day before. Okay. But it's like this perception of, well, if we do it on Inauguration Day... That's mine, by the way. If we do it on an inauguration day, nobody will notice. And, like, I mean, it's, just—it's like, such a cowardly way to operate, you know? Like, first of all, one thing has nothing to do with the other. But it's, right. like, just be, man up and just say, hey, we have to make these cuts. Here's what we're doing. Like, this strategic thing of, well, if we do it on an inauguration day, you know, people <laughs> won't take it so bad. Like, yeah. I just find that pretty funny.
0: Yeah. So I was telling the young bucks, I go, listen, you know, Andy and I had been doing a really good job in afternoon drive in D.C., For like ten years or so, and then all of a sudden, new management comes in and they have this genius idea to move us to (laughs) ten to noon, and to move John nine to noon, noon. noon, and to move John Thompson, uh, whose show on a good day, Andy was a. Lazy river ride in a in a inner tube, right? Well, and he also kind of worked when he wanted to.
1: You know, he, 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 didn't, he He was making. He had like like eight hundred million dollars in Nike stock. He,
0: he didn't need right. To this work. was a hobby for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, who was it that decided to make that lineup change?
1: Well, there, what happened was there was a, a woman who was a uh, was a sales manager, and what sales managers do is. They go out in the field and they go, John Thompson. Oh, I know who John Thompson is. So they say, well, if we can sell X, Y, and Z, this will make a gazillion dollars. Well, they didn't sell all that stuff. They just found a couple of advertisers who knew who he was. They convinced the new management that he was a huge name. Huge
0: star. Build a brand around him. Not only that. But he had to be an afternoon drive because that was the higher leverage day part.
1: Right. And when when his contract was his contract was ending as new management took over, and also that's when the new Red Zebra was starting up on three different stations that had no no signal, and uh, (laughs) and they were afraid that they were going to poach Thompson, so they threw him a pep rally. That's right. (laughs) It was a pep rally, and they
2: gave a member the lifetime contract. Lifetime
1: contract, which wasn't
2: really lifetime, but it was like this enormous contract became like this, you know, albatross of a contract for the station. Took him to seventy.
1: Yeah,
0: Thompson would work when he felt like it. He would roll in late if he wasn't, you know, uh, able to get there on time. Mm -hmm. He had two full time guys and Doc and Al Mm -hmm. supporting him, so it was an extremely expensive Mm -hmm. show for that day part. Um, Not to mention whatever Thompson was making, which I have no idea. I'm sure it was a shit ton of money because he's got a big agent. He's a big star. He didn't need the job. yeah. So he rolled in, and on top of that, we found out that he had <laughs> – a He uh, had another <laughs> ghost person on the payroll. Yeah. Yep, yep. Andy?
1: Mary Fenlin, who was his longtime assistant going back to when he coached high
0: school, former nun, uh, and she had Assistant she, at Georgetown meeting, like a manager for the team assistant. Yeah. Like but, a personal assistant, but, like a secretary, yeah. but, but who under, would under, keep under, Patrick Ewing eligible and not flunking out.
1: Well, you know, Patrick wasn't the biggest problem there, but yes. Well, she, whatever. She, she would handle the academics and she Paige. also Sat on the bench for games. She was considered to be an assistant. I don't think she would draw up, you know, plays in the huddle or anything. So she was living in Vegas at that time, and she had a deal that she was going to be his researcher for a full-time salary, which I'm told was over $40,000, to fax in articles which she had taken off the Internet and, and they would come down the, the fax machine, oh, which they shit. still had. And, and often, you know, he, if he if he came in at all, he would come in five minutes before the show. The faxes would sit on the fax machine. He never looked Never down, looked you down. Know, and He'd, he'd ask, why, God love him, but he'd ask questions, you know. Oh, so, Al, they're uh, playing the Masters today. Are they going to play 18 holes? You know, and stuff like that. he just go, what, what do you need research for that?
2: And people wonder why the station ended up having financial problems. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So they so they moved Thompson to the afternoons. Yeah. You and I, Andy, even though we were under contract, had no power to stop it. Right. Our contract said it. Mine had a broader window of the station can put you on between yeah, six
1: and nine, six and,
0: seven. six and seven p.m. So they could move you around if they saw fit. Right. And we begged to management. You did, especially you're like, look. As football season came up, because they moved this in the spring, I believe.
1: Yeah. No, no they, they, they timed it because Tony Kornheiser left at the beginning of May to go do Monday Night Football. So this was okay. 2006. All right. So that created the window that we moved into. We took Tony's Got old it. spot in the morning. Right. And so that they thought, boom, 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 this will be great, and we'll put Thompson in the afternoon. And so, yeah, so this is May. So now we're getting to, like, late July. And all you're hearing, right, around town, this is even pre Twitter, so you're not people aren't even sending sure. out tweets like this is unlistable.
0: You just know from the people are going, What is going on? Yeah,
1: this is horrible. What's happening here?
0: And you basically said, please we gotta change it back before football. Yeah. People are like apoplectic going, This is a joke, right? right. You gotta yeah. we're used to Andy and Steve and the third guy talking about all the sports in a way that is credible, not saying, Oh, they're gonna play eighteen <laughs> <Yeah>. today. <laughs> And they finally did change it back, but I forget when it was.
1: It was a while, and 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 also uh, it, it involved paying Thompson a lot of money to move him back because because <laughs> his agent his agent no more money well, to move him back. His his oh, agent for- was David Falk, right? <laughs> the bird of prey. <laughs> David Falk was used to negotiating for Ewing and Mourning and all the sudden.
2: He must have laughed at these radio people. Oh yeah, because he chewed them up and spit them out. I well, mean, also, he took
0: them to school because when you don't need the money, your first. Offer is fuck you. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. your opening stance. And yeah. when you have a bunch of marks running the
2: station, yeah. who like oh John Thompson, they're willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. to you know move heaven and earth for him, even though they don't understand. It doesn't really work like that
0: in radio. Yes. And right. In and addition, also- they they played an hour of Thompson's show on tape. Oh yeah, yeah. The
1: first hour rerun. Yeah, that was great. I mean in the six, 6 to seven, 7. p.m. hour, which right.
0: is a prime drive time window in DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well- it was so bad you said to yourself, I can't believe this is actually happening, but. <laughs> we had to navigate it because we're trying to have a family. We're trying to pay for a house and have some fucking kids in this business. Right, Galdi? It's insane. It was brutal. Yeah, it, it, was, it was brutal. And, and, and we had to be civil to John, who was a nice guy, yeah. uh, but we had to be civil to him as all this mayhem is happening around us. Yeah, and, and the the guy who was making the decisions, Ben and Sear, was a guy
1: who would be stricken by fame. He looked at he looked at David Falk.
0: Total jock sniffer.
1: Yeah. So if you're negotiating with yeah. David Falk and you're in awe of him because he's a celebrity, yeah. how much how much how hard are you gonna be at the bargaining table? <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So there was that whole episode. Then in comes our guy Dennis Glasgow. <laughs> New program director, who dis, and he shakes up the lineup by saying, we don't need our patented third guy in as part of the sports reporters. It can be just me and you. Now, you and I are capable of doing a show, but the whole point of the Sports Reporters was the triangulation mm-hmm. of... Two against one. Yeah, two against one. You never knew how the wrestling match was going to go. I got the worst of it, Galdi. I got thrown through you tables. Got pounded, yeah. I got thrown through <laughs> tables, thrown off cage <laughs> matches, but I, 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 I sold the red to get the green, yes, as they say yes. in the business. There you right? go. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. Um, but, you know, so he's like, I don't think we need that third guy, because the third guy cost all of like $150 a day. Something like we that. We paid him like one fifty days. So what's that come out to per year yeah. for the third guy? It's like sixty grand a year, something like that. Was it really okay? Yeah. Well, so maybe they looked at like, well, that's a lot of money. We got to get rid of that.
1: Now it is, yeah. You,
0: you, and I, Andy said, this can't stand, and we put our foots down, our foots down. We put our feet down, feet down yeah. and we we wrote uh, an email to him and to his boss. Um, Bruce, Gilbert. Bruce Gilbert who's one of the smartest best guys we've ever worked for mm-hmm. in the business and said this is this is going to be an extinction event this is going to you know i not. we're not we weren't threatening to quit i don't yeah. think but we were like, this can't stand this mm-hmm. is bullshit mm-hmm. and in one of the rare wins in business in our career, what happened? <laughs> we had a meeting with Glasgow in the room, and Bruce Gilbert opened it with. We apologize. We fucked up. We went wow. too fast. We didn't think about yeah. this. Wow. And we're like, whoa. I got, <laughs> I got lightheaded for a moment. Like, <laughs> wow, management's apologizing to me. Wow, Holy that's shit. Something. We're
1: looking over to Glasgow in the corner and going, whoa, he just got thrown through a plate glass window. <laughs>
0: yeah. Unbelievable. Of course, you know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. You need indeed. Andy and I are, our run together ended when Dan Snyder bought the station and then decided Chris Cooley needed some or actually well, Bruce Allen decided Chris and Cooley it was
1: longer than they had owned the station for a while.
0: They had owned the station for a while, yeah, but it's like four um, years. Yeah. Chris Cooley, tight end Washington Redskins, retires and he wants to do color commentary on the radio broadcasts. He's very close with the owner. He's been on the owner's yacht. And all he wants to do is the games. But Bruce Allen, then the team president, insisted he needed more sort of seasoning or he just wanted him on the station in afternoon drive. And that was a non-negotiable thing. So Andy was out. Cooley was mandatory in. They kept me. And then Al was brought in to play point guard on the show. For how many glorious years was that? Oh, uh, too many. I don't know. Three? No, no,
2: like uh, two and a half, two and a half, maybe, something okay. like that. I mean, it was. I don't
1: even think it was that. No, because because it changed
2: I, in sick, May of sixteen was, it, was when okay, you yeah, guys. Okay, was. Back. Yeah,
1: that's right. We had that. We had the man cave thing. In yeah. Between. So
2: it went from like I think August the thirteenth to May of sixteen. But what's so funny about that is Bruce hated the station. Yeah. Right. Bruce. Bruce, <laughs> loved, Bruce Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce loved not M- Bruce Gilbert. No. Bruce Allen hated the station. Bruce loved M A L, which is why the Redskins yeah. games ended up going to M A L. So like, that's what he grew up on.
1: That's what he thought they were. They were still. Harden and Weaver on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, been and he, dead, you know, he,
2: he listens to it a lot, which is fine. But it's like <laughs> the fact that he played a role in the station like that, which he hated, is insane. it's just so funny to, to think about now. Right. And like you said, Cooley didn't want to do a show. He had not done a show. I mean, you know, he's learning on the job like this. We, we had never worked with him. So
0: it just- <laughs> Cooley it was- showed up. He was going to be at the park. He did not going to drive into Rockville. That yeah. made it less than ideal. Did allow me, though, as a Virginian to just go to the park <laughs> to babysit Cooley, who would sit there, golly and then draw nudes <laughs> yeah, he in did. chalk. Uh, he, very good artist, Chris Cooley is, and he would have his feet up, and he would pop in whenever. You would do your best to run the show. I would do my best to support things. I didn't mind that show. I thought it was fun. I thought we had our moments there, but it lasted two and a half years
2: yeah and look, you know, cooley is a great guy and he has said like i was learning and he was like it was maybe they should have started him i don't know in the mornings or something mid days like let him kind of get his feet underneath them and then you know you put him in afternoon drive or something like that but you know it was this thing that was just like thrown together and uh yeah i mean it it in it in it uh really marked the beginning of the Redskins kind of waking up to having owned us. (laughs) And then that ended up being the demise of the station, which is another irony of the whole thing.
0: That is, right. Because even though Bruce Allen's like, oh, I want him an afternoon drive to kind of represent the team, they quickly realized, oh, shit, he's not... No, exactly. He's he's causing problems because he's doing film breakdowns on the players. They're very accurate. They're unflinchingly honest. And the players are hearing about it, and they're like, This is fucking bad for me. (laughs) Yeah. I can't have an ex player who knows the playbook and is friends with the owner saying that I can't cover my man. In zone defense? He, he crushed London Fletcher. <laughs> yeah. He crushed Robert Griffin Third. Arakpo he crushed. Arakpo, Arakpo, Arakpo wanted to fight wanted him in the parking him. lot. Niles
2: Paul wanted to fight him for criticizing Robert. Like, there were
0: oh, all yes! these things that happened.
2: Robert hated him. Robert oh, yeah. texted him, like, how could you do this to me? <laughs> so there were, like, all these things. And so, yeah, it
0: backfired on, on old <laughs> Brucey. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, we're just regular guys trying to – Raise a family in this business, which is why I say, Andy, I would never do this again. Well, (laughs) never. I don't know. It worked out great for me, but man, it has been a action movie every step of the fucking way. (laughs) One car chase after another. The problem
1: with what we do is if we do it well, it seems incredibly easy. So people who listen to it say, What do they do? They plop their ass down and they talk for three hours. Who can't do that?
0: and so they think anybody can do it. Yeah, management puts in anybody. Yeah. If you have a mouth and can talk, they say, "Here, do a radio show."
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been in radio for 45 years before I ever did a talk show. I was doing updates and other reporting for 15 years. You had done a lot of radio in different places. Al, you worked your way up through the through the ranks starting out as a board op. That's how you do it, you know. Right. You don't just sit down and say, "I'm a talk show host."
0: <laughs> I know, but they give them that. And I would often say to other people including writers, When do I get my column in the USA Today? Yeah, and Larry Weissman like look at me like sideways. I go, what? I can write. Yeah. Oh, but no, you're not trained. And I'm like, well, here you are on a radio show. You're not trained either. He
1: wasn't hosting a show.
0: I know. I'm not picking on Larry. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. I'd give Levero shit about this, you know?
1: Well, that's what they did with the Man Cave. They took a guy who was a columnist at the Washington Post. So then there's the Man Cave. Yeah. Okay. So
0: here's here's the story to end all stories. And if (laughs) my boys are listening to this podcast, buckle up for this one. So... (laughs) The station decides in the fall. Was it when was the man cave born? Spring uh, was, fifteen, it was,
1: right? It was fifteen. Yeah, it was. The, it was the spring of fifteen.
0: Two thousand fifteen. Um, I forget who ordered this to happen. That's still murky. Uh,
1: according to again, stories may be true, maybe not be true, but supposedly the team said, "Well, you're running Mike and Mike in the morning. Put on a local show."
0: Right. because that was our station. We were running Mike and Mike in the morning as an ESPN affiliate, right. ESPN nine eighty, and then our local lineup the rest of the day, which honestly for a major market sports station was kind of weak. Don't you think? Like I think we should have had our you own. Need morning morning show. Show. Yeah. Yeah, you need a morning show. Yeah, you have you had a morning show. That's where you can make your money. Okay. Yeah. So they decide you need to do this. Well, someone decided because the way Arbitron ratings work, <laughs> there's bonuses for minority ratings books that are filled out that says, I listen to X station. They wait minority uh, ratings books because I think they did some research that shows that fewer minorities turn in the ratings books. And so therefore they wanted a more accurate picture. But this that was not
1: back to now they have people meters now. So this goes back to when they had books. Oh, uh-
0: Okay. Well, but it's, yeah. yeah but My point, though, is it wasn't some affirmative action like, oh, if you have X number of black listeners, we're going to give you a double because we feel bad. Yeah. It was literally that we think they're underrepresented. Exactly. Okay. So the idea was, all right, let's go get an all-black morning show, which is not the worst idea in the world, Galdi, except other stations already doing that with devastating effectiveness, right?
2: In uh, the Washington, D.C. market, yes. Yes. V- very
0: much so. Yes. Very much and so. And not just in the D.C. market. every Every market has urban stations yeah. with black morning shows that kick ass, make tons of money. So here we're going to do a knockoff? Well, we better get somebody good. We did not get somebody no. good. They got uh, we got Jason Reed, yep. who was covering the team for the Washington Post and a columnist and a columnist, so he could give his opinion. And he had routinely crushed the team mm-hmm. for appropriately so for its malfeasance and stupidity and everything else. I'm sure the team hated him, and yet somehow <laughs> he was tabbed to do the morning show. Yeah, but okay, they're going to get somebody good to go with him, right? no they weren't (laughs) they got a guy to go with them who had done like like a third voice on one of those Black Morning shows. A, a,
1: a, a music show, by the a way. A
0: music show, and he knew
1: jack shit about sports. <laughs> well, he said to the producer, as they were about to do the segment on the Nationals,
0: uh, I'm oh going to need some
1: help with this. All I know is that they wear red caps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that guy. Uh, nice guy. Yeah, uh, very nice guy. Nice guy. Uh, so is Jason. And uh, and I said to the the person the the the, uh, the brains behind this whole move, who uh, who who who, uh, yeah, I think in a in a really short-sighted way said, "Oh, black people only want to listen to black people." No, not true. That's you know we, oh. we our, our, if you looked at our, our numbers, I think right. it would show that there were a heavy representation. For right. That. So okay. So so you bring him in, and uh, I said, um, "Hmm, has he ever done talk radio before?" He goes, "No." But when he was a sidekick with Donnie Simpson, they talked. Donnie Simpson is a radio legend, one of the five most successful radio people in Washington, D.C. Yes. What he didn't do was talk he's radio. Black, by the
0: way, for those of oh, no, yeah. No, don't didn't
1: something. do talk radio. He was a big fan of Tony's show because he would get off the air at 10 o'clock and drive to RTJ every day. and Play, play golf. Thir- play 36. <laughs> and listen to Tony. And, and listen to Tony. So he was a big fan, and he came in once, and he sat in the studio, and he said, hey, you know, anytime you want to come back. Oh, no, 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 no. You guys do talk radio. That's hard to do. I can't do that. So here's a guy who says, he's a radio legend, can't do talk radio, and his sidekick, is going to host a four-hour radio show.
0: It was as predictably bad as you would imagine. And to make it even more intriguing and stupid, for those that don't understand this business and what a complete shit show it can be, is there was an attempt to kill it. Oh, yeah. That was born of a mystery phone call. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You can look this up. <laughs> Deadspin wrote an article. Oh, on it. yeah. Google Deadspin Man Cave DC ESPN 980. Someone impersonating ESPN boss John Skipper correct, called our general manager at the time, who shall remain nameless. Nice fella, but he was like a Labrador retriever. <laughs> he was just a very sweet, not-so-bright guy. And they basically impersonated Skipper to go kill the show. Yeah, don't don't launch this. Well, I heard
1: he cussed him out, and I heard that from like you're fucking dropping Mike it, and Mike. How dare you it, do this? It, and I heard it from the from the uh, from the actual uh, person. He oh told wow, me that, he told you that. He told me that he was cussed out by John Skipper, and uh, and first he was going to hold his ground, but then two days before the launch, I got a call from the brainchild behind the show, who said, uh, "Yeah, uh, we're, we're not going to make that switch just now." Uh, so they
0: put it on hold. They paused it. Yeah, right. Who?
1: Called a skipper. Have we ever found that out? They believe it came from an Oakland phone number, which may have been somebody who knew Bruce Allen.
0: From when he was with the Raiders. Yes. That Bruce Allen was having second thoughts, like, why are we hiring this guy, Jason yeah, Reed? Yeah, Bruce was furious about the Reed hire. Yeah, because he didn't actually right. make that hire. The station did. But what's So interesting- while, the, while Bruce Allen can force Cooley onto our station, right. the station went rogue and hired a guy who hates the Redskins, so now Bruce Allen's trying to kill it.
2: But what's interesting is, so we were owned by a company in which Dan Snyder was a primary investor. So the Skins essentially owned us. So all contracts for the station actually went through the Redskins at the time. Right. When they signed Reed, you would have thought that that would have uh, alerted the Skins to, hey, they're sign- they're giving a show to Jason Reed. So that to me has always been a, a weird why thing did about that, that.
0: Yeah, why was that allowed to go through? Yeah,
2: right. Why did his contract go through? Why did they just wake up one day? And realize, oh, we don't want Jason Reed doing a show. So, like, that to me has always been very strange. The
1: brainchild told me after he quit that he was encouraged to hire Jason Reed by the Redskins organization. That he had no intention of hiring him, but was told, hey, this would be a great hire for
0: you. And some would say in a Machiavellian twist it was to get him off the beat. Yeah. So he wouldn't criticize the team and the more powerful Washington Post, would be relegated to an AM sports station, and would probably quickly be taken off the air because the show would crash and burn. Well, I
1: don't think they That's... were worried about the air. They were worried about the Washington Post.
0: And because,
2: remember, he signed with ESPN. He left yeah. the Post, oh, right, signed right, with the right, station, right, right, and then joined right. ESPN. And, and
1: there's reason to believe that there was precedent for this with Jason Locke and Fora who had become persona non grata at Redskins Park because of yep. – and he was not even a columnist, but sure. because of negative reporting that they saw. Yeah. So they got him to the NFL Network. Yes, And exactly. now he's on CBS, and he's killing it, and I, he's got a radio he's, show.
0: He's doing great. Yeah. So anyway, moving right, up, right along. Man Cave launches, it's predictably bad because radio is not like just talking. There's all kinds of stuff that goes into it. There's got to be chemistry, there's got to be thinking, there's got to be writing, there's got to be a lot of stuff. And I'll never forget this, Anthony Fermi, one of our best sales guys, good old Tony, he comes you know, walking briskly by my office door. I see in a flash the trim, handsome Anthony Fermi sales manager uh, buzz by my door, And then uh, stops, backs up, looks into my office, points to the speaker in the hallway, which was there in the man cave, and says, are you listening to this? I go, yeah. He goes, it's going to get better, right? In a desperate sort of voice, because he knew, oh shit, this could sink the whole station. And I looked at him, I said, nope. (laughs) He then pivoted. And marched right back down the hallway. (laughs) That was it. I didn't have the heart to lie to him, Andy. He said, this is going to get better. And I'm like, no, it's not going to get better.
1: uh, Also, the the one who was cussed out by John Skipper, uh, according to another salesperson there, never told the staff that they were going to put the show on. (laughs) So he he never ran it by the sales staff. Hey, what do you think? We're putting a guy on who's never done radio before with a guy who was a sidekick on a music morning show. (laughs) What do you think?
0: Meanwhile, Andy was... A pros pro, in that you sat in with them for one segment. I did. I did newscast. That's
1: another thing. You did uh, the newscast. I did newscast, which was Serena what, Williams, th- right? Th- well, that's, that was oh, one of boy. them. But but yeah, they, they, I, it was supposed to be like four minutes, but they had nothing to talk about, so they would just <laughs> stretch me out. You know, for like twelve minutes, just <laughs> <which is> filling. <laughs> and so, yeah, there was there was a there was a uh, <laughs> there
0: was a, there's, there's a Serena Williams. Incident. Oh, oh, this yeah, is great. Yeah. What is this?
1: Uh, so, uh, it, w- one of the majors is played, and the men play on Sunday, and the women play on Saturday. The male winner on the Sunday was a white male, and so I reported what he had done. He had won, and they said, "Well, what about Serena Williams?" Well, Serena Williams
0: was Saturday. You were reporting the news. Yes, this is Monday. If you were on on Sunday. Yeah, I would talk about Serena
1: Williams. I should have included that. And and the one who had been a sidekick on a music morning show said, well, we have to assume the listener doesn't
0: know about that.
1: I'm thinking, (laughs) what, do you live under a rock? (laughs) <laughs> she, 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 and, and so it was a
0: big kerfuffle.
1: Yeah, there was that. And, yeah. And, uh, you know. Well,
0: anyway, so you you had to suck it up, and I respect you immensely for doing it because it had to be just like I can't fucking believe I'm well, doing this. You well, know, I used to be doing an afternoon show with with Zabe, and we were doing great, and now here I am.
1: Well, I wasn't going to walk away at a contract. I wasn't going to walk away from it.
0: Right, or and, the severance that we had as part of the union. And, no, you're right. Yeah, you were well, doing what you had to and do. And
1: I also knew this had a short shelf life. <laughs> I've been around long enough to know. Yeah. And, and most people, when you'd walk out in the bullpen, after doing the news segment, they'd say, six months. You know, three months.
0: How long did the man cave last? Seven months, I think. Seven months. Yeah. And really, the last three were painful. Yeah. Because they knew. They're like, we've got to get out of this. Well,
1: the, the new program director came in. Sure. And, and said, we're, we're just not going to do a this. complete zero anyway. But, but he, he, said, he said to them, uh, he said to Jason Reed, he said, we're going to have to make it more of a sports show. And Jason said... Good luck, because <laughs> he knew the other guy didn't know sports.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, you know, and uh, those two guys got paid oh. Oh, yeah. Three handsomely. Very Three-year well. guaranteed deals. Very well. Three-year guaranteed deals to the point where they would show up just to pick up their paycheck.
1: Oh, right? yeah. The, the, the person in the business office would meet them in the parking lot and give them the check. And they didn't have direct deposit? I guess, they, no, because I had that, too, when I was when I was fired, that you, you that you can okay. because then you're considered to be part of the payroll if you're on direct deposit. Oh. So they have, they have to give you a live check. <sighs>
0: yeah, so all the while, you know, we're trying to have a, a a career. We're trying to pay the bills through all this mayhem going. I it mean,
2: ravaged the station, uh 1067 ran promos mocking the man cave experience. <laughs> yes, our competitor it in was town. it was really bad. Now, that's not the only reason You know, 980 has suffered the fate that it has, but that was a big part of it. I mean, you know, all these stories, it's so interesting. Like, you are your own worst enemy as a station. Like, all of these uh, incidents and problems, so many are self-inflicted. If you just don't make dumb decisions, you can do well. But it's like these dumb decisions that made this lack of foresight, this lack of forward thinking. Like you right. see it over and over and
0: over again. But it it's because there is such a conflict of competing interests, yeah. interest yeah. between programming, sales, management, talent, that it's it's hard to get everyone moving in one direction. Yeah, and to say we have a business, we want to build the business, manage the business. It's uh, you know, I I like to say, Andy, radio is a great hobby. Yeah, it's a terrible career. It, it's a it's a great if it's a hobby, fucking do it. It's a great pop in, host for a year or two, and then say peace, I'm out. It's a
1: wonderful job. It's a horrible business. That's how I look at it. I That's lo- interesting. I, I really like what I do, but dealing with... yes, the job just, is great, but the, the career
0: path is way too fraught with idiots, nonsense, and peril. And yet yeah. I'm still yet I'm still in we're
2: it. We're all we're sucked in. Mm-hmm. We're sucked yeah, in. We're now in.
0: that said. I believe the shop I'm at in Milwaukee is one of the best I've ever been in. Great people. Mm -hmm. iHeart, which owns us, is, I think, one of the less repugnant major corporations that owns all these radio outfits. And I've worked for a good number of them. Not all of them. You've probably hit for the cycle, Andy. Uh, Clear Channel, Cumulus. Cumulus iHeart, uh, or maybe you haven't worked for iHeart.
1: Yeah, you have. Yeah, well, okay, that, that was part of the, that was Clear Channel.
0: That was yeah. Clear Channel before they swapped them around and mm. stuff. You know, it's it's a ruthless thing. I mean, nothing against the big conglomerates; they're trying to stay competitive in a social media world, and they're trying to make sure they can keep going business-wise. As yeah, yeah. radio is still there, it's still relevant, but it's not what it once was, and it's it's watered down with all the podcasts
1: like this. and, and other Sure, things. So, yeah. right, and
0: and so. I like the shop. The people are good. Uh, the, ma- the company backing it is good. And all the talent is kind of new. There's no established guys that are like, fuck this guy. I'm going to f- try to fuck with him. We get along pretty nicely. That's but good. it's uncertain it's right new. now. It's also new. It's new. And the other thing is, now that we have the Packers, people are finding out. Football teams have football team concerns. Mm-hmm. They don't care as much about Radio Goldie. Mm-hmm. They only care enough to go, eh, we don't like that. Or, eh, we're not sure about that. Yeah. We're chomping at the bit of the station to do stuff with the Packers. We're super happy to have them. company paid a lot of money to get them. So let's go. Let's create some special shows. Let's do some live draft specials. But the Packers and all these NFL teams move at their own pace.
2: Will A-Rod come on with you? Can you get a weekly spot with him? Is there no. any chance of that? No,
0: because he has deals that are <laughs> way... Orbit, shut nice. up, Siri. Uh, he has deals that supersede everything. Okay.
1: McAfee, that's a huge deal, isn't it? Yeah, he
0: cuts his own deals, basically. What is McAfee
1: making? Uh, like $50 million a year uh, or more? It's unbelievable. Yeah,
0: but he's got to pay all his guys. It's a lot. Yeah. Good for him. It's a lot, but yeah. Wow. So anyway, so I think, you know, my message would be, what is my message? <laughs> don't do this. Like, Don't do it. it. it don't literally well, it's, don't it's do it. it's also
1: different than we got in it. It's that's shit. true. In, in, the
0: day and age now, build your own thing. Yeah. Start with a well, blog, yeah. start with a podcast, start with some YouTube stuff. That's the way to go. At least then you own it, whatever it is, yeah. and find a niche and exploit the shit out of that niche.
1: Well, look, look at also with television, too. Uh, when, when we were coming up, the big, the big wigs were the nightly sports guys on the network stations. That's completely gone. So if you want to be a big anchor... You're either on Sports Center or I don't know what you're doing now. Yeah. Even even the regionals like, like NBC Sports Washington, they don't do a sports cast no. anymore. And
0: even the guys who are good on ESPN get bounced. Oh, Mike Golick, Trey Wingo. What was wrong with those guys? Out. Yeah. Out. Yeah.
2: It's uh, Yeah, they're interchangeable. But, you know, I, I would say this, too, about our experience with, this, with our station. Like, I, I think our station did have a lot of problems. I don't, I
0: don't know that it's that bad everywhere, but mm. you think it's that bad everywhere? It's different degrees of it. It's different shades of it. It's other crazy stuff. It's not like a real business. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not like, and it's, and it's you know, it's also, the, the worst part about it is it's not very portable. It's not transferable. There's not seven different firms that you can go to Mm -hmm. as a lawyer, an accountant, a marketing guy. It's a niche thing. Right. And it's also not transferable in that you can't go to Oklahoma City if you don't know shit about Oklahoma State. Right, right and nobody's going to accept you there.
1: You used to be able to do that, but you can't do that anymore. And exactly. what, what happened with sports radio is the people who became the big stars were all local people. You put Mike and the Mad Dog in Chicago or LA, they're not they're not right. the so stars if, they were. No, they know.
0: wouldn't know anything. Yeah,
1: well not they anything. not that they wouldn't know, but they would just, know enough but not the, nearly yeah, enough. Yeah, you got the feel. You know, M- Francesco when he was in when he was still good could go, you know, talk about going to Yankee Stadium to see Mickey Mantle. That matters, yeah. you know. Yeah,
0: you have to know in this market. The day that the Redskins had a draft day party at FedEx Field, and they flew in Spurrier to be at the draft party instead of in the war room. Yeah, like that's an important part right. of right. local sports history.
1: Sure, or the so. whole Spurrier hiring, how it happened. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know? <laughs> that'll be for another time. The, sp- <laughs> the, the how the uh, the book of Spurrier, right? Yeah. yeah well, man. All right. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's a whole. Show. That's a whole show.
0: That yeah. is a whole show. All right, boys. Good visit this morning. Thank you for coming out. What's on your uh, docket for this lovely? Spring Sunday in the DMV. Uh, well, podcast
2: work, <laughs> draft week, and uh, it is gorgeous outside. Man. Al Galdi podcast, yep. download
0: it, make it part of your rotation. Andy, what about you? you going bike riding?
1: Uh, no, I already worked out today, but I will uh, You know, it's, I, be a guilty thing. But I do like watching the Nats and afternoon baseball on a Sunday.
0: Even though they're steamrolling towards 100 losses. Well,
1: and Barry's Ruluga wrote a good column this week about how easy it is to go to a game.
0: Oh, the crowds are uh,
1: rough. And, and I, also, I did, also did a compare. Open A's rough? Yeah,
0: not, not that bad, but not get that there. not yeah. that far. But, but yeah.
1: here, here's here's one thing: if you want to go see a baseball game, it's now comparable to a movie, which is what it was when I was a kid. I checked the AMC prices; not that anybody would go to a movie. Meaning, anymore. it's
0: cheaper to go to a ball It's about it's the game same
1: though. price or no, less, depending on what you do with StubHub. But but the average
0: you can get in cheap.
1: Average ticket price for a movie now is thirteen bucks. IMAX is twenty bucks. And you can get a good seat right now. That's, uh, that's part for that.
2: Yeah, there's. I mean, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, they've had games with less than ten thousand people, which which is approaching Oakland A's territory.
0: You don't pay for IMAX, Steve.
1: No, I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I have. I have paid. Can for you those. imagine
0: them paying for IMAX? <laughs> Not a chance. Well,
1: my 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 sister gives me those uh, cards that. I ah, use, okay. So. All right, very good. <laughs> All
0: right, boys, have a great Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. You right. too. That's why I'm easy.
2: like Sunday morning yeah. That's why I'm need-